Good to see. Uh, good to see you. Welcome to the some visitors I met uh, on the way in this morning. Uh, so we have limited time, and uh, I thought we would not have an official sermon this morning. What I want to do is go back and pick up a, uh, a diagram about the kingdom of God that uh, uh, I used uh, a couple weeks ago now. And uh, Scott came in to talk to me about that. And uh, as we talked about it, it just seemed to me that that conversation would be a, a good thing to bring all of you into. So that's what we're going to do for a little bit here this morning. And then we're going to wrap up with uh, giving you an assignment. Right? So listen up so you can understand it, right? So. By the way, uh, uh, Jared uh, and family, uh, your, your uh, talk this morning reminded me that in 1980, I got one of my first real jobs in Chicago. And uh, so we moved not from Florida, but from Pennsylvania to Chicago, which is still pretty much a shock. And in 1980, they had one of the most brutal winters on record. We had uh, uh, Sharon, we had two kids, and Sharon that September gave birth to our third child. So we had an infant in the house, and the wind chills that year hit 40 below. And it was a, it was a rude awakening. So we, we sympathize with you. I'm sure it won't happen again. Okay. Uh, so here is the uh, here's the diagram that we were thinking about in our discussion of uh, the kingdom and the kingdoms. And uh, this is what I uh, put up there, that I wanted to think about the relationship that the kingdom has to this highly politicized culture that we're living in, right? And we observed that the dynamic that is all around us is a dynamic of uh, fear, anger, and contempt. And that if we're not careful as believers, we get sucked into that dynamic. And, and we talked about this in, in our study of Romans 14, right, where Paul says, there, as he's talking about the food issues and that kind of thing, he says, the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but it's uh, righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. So we were thinking about that contrast. So that was the, the diagram. And Scott, you, you wanted to interact with that a bit. So why don't, why don't you just talk a little bit about your concern? Well, I came in to speak with Dave about that, this diagram. I said, this, this diagram is really giving me some fear. Um, I said, Dave, I think the conservative circle has a lot more of the kingdom, not, not entirely, but a lot more of the kingdom than the, uh, the liberal circle does. More, more, like, more like that. Um, so I said, Dave, I think it's, it's because uh, as Christians, we have a few of the issues correct. Uh, our challenge is not, is not being wrong on some issues. Our challenge is showing people that God lo loves them 
So on the issue, the, the, I think maybe our main issues as conservatives is, uh, you know, abortion. You know, we're, we're against abortion. There, there's been 60 million abortions since 1973. That's uh, 10 times greater than the, than, than the Jews that were killed in the Holocaust. Um, I, I, uh, we, we follow the scriptures via homosexual marriage and the overall LGBT agenda. Um, uh, again, if we can be right on the issue and, and wrong how we treat people. So I also want to emphasize that, that even though we call these things sin, God is a forgiver of sins and a lover of the sinner, and I'm certainly glad for, for that. And then one other thing I mentioned is that I think, I think conservatives cherish and prize religious liberty, although I don't think we see religious liberty in the scriptures. Uh, when you watch the news, it seems like the, like the liberals are trying to, to make Christians do things that violate their, conscience, their consciences. So um, I, I think no matter what your religion is, conservatives don't want to don't want to force people to, to violate their consciences. So, so that, that's why I would say maybe the conservative circle uh, is not all encompassing, but is, is a little bit larger part of the, uh, of the kingdom. Yeah. So, and I, I think then what I responded to you was that from my personal perspective, this, you know, I can agree with you on this. So, so my outlook on many uh, uh, social political issues is definitely more from the conservative side of this discussion. Uh, as, I've, as I've thought about it, now see here's the previous one. Uh, one of the reasons I, I drew it this way is that, uh, one, it was easier to do on PowerPoint. Um, <laughs> but, but the other is, I do want to make you know, an effort to help us see that kingdom is something different from the kingdoms of the world, even in America, right? Even this polarity of left and right. Uh, so here's maybe, I was, here's maybe a, an illustration that can help a little bit for you to see. Let's take it out of the political sphere. Let's, Let's think for a minute about the idea of God's eternity. Something that we can't really get our heads around, right? Uh, God's eternity means that God is infinite in regard to time. He's beyond the limitations that we experience in time. So, from our perspective, think about a child who contracts an illness and dies only seven weeks old. And that certainly happens plenty of times around the world, even today. So think about the problem of infant mortality, you know, seven weeks and they're gone. What a terrible tragedy. All that potential living that is lost, right? In contrast to someone who lives 77 years and seven weeks. And we say, well, uh, that's a little bit more than the average, and that feels like a pretty full life. And, and so those would be very different in terms of our perspective, right? But then you come up against the idea of God's perspective. The God who, the scripture says, is and was and is to come. 
the infinite, eternal God. And, say, and then you ask, well, from God's perspective, how different is seven weeks against 77 years and seven weeks? And what we find in Scripture is that God repeatedly says, you are a vapor. You're like grass that springs up in the morning and by evening it's dried and gone. Whether you live seven years or seven days or 107 years, right? From God's perspective. And, and from our perspective, once we're in eternity, once we're in the Father's house, I think we're going to have a similar perspective. Now, maybe, that's a, is, maybe that can be a little bit helpful in trying to sort out what, I, what I'm trying to say. When we start to think from the kingdom of God perspective, I think that the differences of our political outlook, while they're important for us, from a kingdom of God perspective, they get smaller and smaller. And what I'm trying to urge us is not to ignore those political issues, but to say to ourselves and to try to live it out, there is something bigger going on in the Bible. And, and I want to call this, okay, so there's the one, we're, we're, we're in agreement from our perspective, Scott, on this one, okay? But what I want to talk about is, I'm going to call it the third way. The third way is the kingdom way. And I, I do not think we get this very well. And it's not just a problem for the American church. I think it's a problem for the church for 2,000 years. And over the next few weeks, I want to try to talk about that with you. See, and here's, here's the danger. If we don't see a third way here and, and repeatedly push ourselves on that third way, then here's what can happen. I have some liberal progressive friends, Christians, and to listen to them talk, I have a sense, one, that from their perspective, conservatives have nothing to say. I also have the sense that what has happened for them is that their own liberal progressive outlook has moved into the realm of the kingdom of God in such a way as, if this diagram can suggest it for you, kingdom of God is getting squeezed out, friends. I also have some conservative friends. You know what they do? Just the reverse. To listen to them, liberal progressive Christians don't have a clue. How could they possibly have any of the ideas that they have? And for them, I'm afraid that kingdom of God is getting squeezed out again. The name for both of these in the Bible, friends, is idolatry. Anything that takes precedence over kingdom, that's idolatry. So I'm concerned about that. I've told you before, some people don't believe it, I'm really not interested in sorting out the political issues. Uh, I mean, I'll talk about them, 
and I have my own outlook. But I want to talk about kingdom. I want to talk about a third way and ask, what does third way look like that is distinct both from our conservative position and from my friends who are in that progressive side of things? That's what I'm interested in. I think, Dave, I mentioned to you um, in this third way, and since our context is Republican-Democrat, how, how can we bring the kingdom into politics without maybe ignoring it, ignoring politics. And you might be, you might be covering that. That's good. I think that's a good question. And you know, let's continue to, to talk about that. So you brought, as a great lead into the assignment for next week, okay? So, uh, and we didn't plan that. That's good. So somebody has to do my homework for me. Yeah, okay. Here, here is the, uh, no, you can do it. Uh, here are the questions I want to leave you with. And you don't have to write these down because I will have, uh, I'll have Laura send these out to everybody so you can think about them this week, right? So here's question one. What does the third way look like? The kingdom way. What does that look like? How might I know if I'm on the third way? How would we think about that as a congregation? What, is, what does it look like to be on the third way? Okay, and then here's your assignment. Let's, let's begin to think about those questions looking at Luke 4, 1 to 8. Now that's, that's the temptation scene, right? Of Jesus in the wilderness. And, and verse 8 takes you through the first two temptations. I'm really interested in you thinking about the second temptation. And then John 18 is Jesus talking to Pilate. Remember, they get into the question of kingdom there. Are you the king of the Jews? Did somebody tell you about that, me? Or is that your own question? Okay, that's the discussion, right? They're both kingdom discussions. So let's start there. And uh, here's a, uh, a third question. And how might these passages help us to answer number one and two? Okay, and then you just added a question. Say that again, so people can be thinking about that. How can we bring the kingdom, you know, our context is Republican-Democrat, and I'm not sure that we should be ignoring our context, but how can we bring the kingdom into relating with one another, in talking about political leaders, in relating to people from the opposite party? Uh, one thing we're seeing today is people are being canceled. They're, they're being fired if they don't say the right stuff. I'm not sure we want to be people that would engage in that. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, let's keep that in mind, and uh, let's start this conversation. Are we on the third way? What does that look like? Okay, so you, you got your assignment, right? You ready? And we'll, we'll send out the questions, and we'll see where this takes us. Scott, thanks. When's, when's it due? Uh, tomorrow. Is there, extra is there extra credit? No. No, you're going to flunk if you keep asking questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, Annette, great.